I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. What's the difference between a farmer and a witch? A witch believes that they are working with an alive universe to co-create their reality and being in wonder and in love with it. I think that's the difference, is that we literally look for the sparkle. You know how it is when you look for happy people? I I think I'm a witch. (laughs) I think I'm a witch. Hi, I'm Dr. Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between. I have my first witch on the podcast today, which I'm very excited about. Never, I haven't gone, I've gone aliens and we've talked multi other dimensional beings, but never a witch. So I would just like to welcome Jamie Della. Jamie is a priestess, healer, and Chicana witch and the author of nine books, most recently, The Book of Spells, The Magic of Witchcraft. So today we're going to dive into what it means to be a witch. This, this feels like a little bit out of my comfort zone today. So I'm excited to speak with you, Jamie. Welcome. Thank you so much. You know, I was laughing when you said, oh, it's the first time I've had a witch. I'm like, well, that you know of. That's what I was thinking that people will have admitted because when I, it's a hard word to claim witch, but I think witchy is a little easier. You know, the adjective, I'm doing a witchy thing, you know, um, but taking it on as a noun or even a proper noun is a little bit harder because of the propaganda, not really because we're inherently bad people. We're just people who believe in our own supernatural powers and our own ability to connect with nature and manifest. And I feel like, you know, for the longest time, witchcraft was called the nameless arts because you can't always put a box around that level of spirituality and that you feel that deep connection with everything that's alive in the universe. So I feel like a lot of people live that without knowing it, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So you started to answer my first question, which was, what is sort of the origin of witch, this notion of being a witch? You know, obviously, um, the Salem witch trials got a lot of, of 
coverage. And, you know, that's, that's certainly what I think of when I think of witches or kind of the negative connotation of what it means to be a witch. Um, but tell me more, can you elaborate a little bit more around what it actually means? Cause it sounds to me like maybe it needs a rebrand <laughs> or something like lots of people out there are doing lots of witchy things and calling themselves spiritual right. because it's, it's a, it's a, Present company included. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a big sword to fall on, you know, to, to, to make that, um, that claim. But the word comes from the word witch, same as the word Wicca. They both come from the word wise. The other word is to bend or shape the unseen forces. So the example I always gave, because my first book came out in 2000, I had just had a given birth to my second baby. And the way that I moved through the nausea and the pain of childbirth was by smelling um, the lemon rind, the, the zest of the lemon. That that lemon straightened me up so that I was no longer nauseous. And when I was no longer nauseous, I was able to breathe through the pain. So that's bending an unseen force. The nausea is an unseen force. Learning how to do that if there's a stomach cramp and you eat peppermint and you drink peppermint tea. If you have a wound, you chew on a plantain leaf and stick it on your wound. That is bending or shaping the unseen forces. And the wisdom comes from living seasonally. So, for example, we find nature as a guide or a teacher. So in fall, we learn to let go. Let go of what doesn't serve us. Let go of the stories. Let go of bad habits because we need to be lean going into winter. In winter, we rest. We integrate what has happened throughout the year. We make plans for a new year. In spring, we give birth. And in summer, we bloom. So if those are kind of the guiding po points of our um, lifestyle, that's why we have eight holidays called the Wheel of the Year or the Mandala of Nature. Because each of those holidays, the equinoxes, the solstice, planting and harvesting, those are moments of meditation because they each offer a lesson. So for example, we're in fall, right? We're at this time, we're filming this, it's going to be coming out around fall. So it's that letting go. And so the first time I ever heard that was, I was um, speaking with a counselor, you know, before you get married, where you're like, you're going to talk some things out. And she told me I really had to let go of the image that I had that I wanted my husband to be, you know, where you think, oh, they're going to grow into this kind of like you buy a tight pair of jeans that are too tight. Oh, one of these days I'll fit into these. It never works. Right. Right. Or you, or you don't get, <laughs> yeah, rid or of you them. don't get rid of them. <laughs> and, and so in any case, so she said, you have to let go that he has to show up how you want him to. And I said, you mean like when you're on the monkey bars and you have to push off, let go, like really let go. She's yeah. like, yes, you have to let go of that. I was like, Oh, that's a lot of let go. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what it means to be a witch is that you follow these seasons. And the other thing is, I mean, a farmer follows the season, right? What's the difference between a farmer and a witch? A witch believes that they are working with an alive universe to co-create their reality. And that anything that we assign as magical is magical. So scissors, you know, can be, uh, an everyday tool that we use to cut cords with somebody. And it doesn't mean that you're getting rid of them for your entire life, but you're changing maybe the dynamic of the way things are right now. So utilizing a spoon when we stir, stirring clockwise, you know, our soups or whatever it is, adding intention and magic and, 
and the belief of this possibility of miracles happening as a regular occurrence and being in wonder and in love with it. I think that's the difference is that we literally look for the sparkle. You know how it is when you look for happy people? I say, I think I'm a witch. <laughs> I think I'm a witch. That's what I mean to say. But it's, but whether you choose to take that word on, you know, it's kind of no different than, in my opinion, than when we women were fighting for the vote. You know, I mean, they would have full hysterectomies thinking we were absolutely crazy that women wanted to vote. Well, why wouldn't you be happy at home raising babies? Like, why would you want to be a woman of power? Like, that was really hard for us women and people of, of different skin colors or different genders to really stand up for what is no longer considered quote unquote normal. You know, normal is just a setting on the washing machine, right? Nobody's normal. We're all our variation. And so whether you choose to take, and that's a setting I never use. (laughs) (laughs) Not even my clothes are normal. (laughs) Yeah. So, so for me, that origin of which is really someone who wants to see the magic in every day. And if you don't call yourself that magic maker is kind of another word or a spiritual person, because there is so much negative propaganda, which came about because we're basically taking our power back. We're taking our power to heal ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally. We don't, you know, buy into the consumer consumption that you need to have. I mean, You'll see a lot of different things where there's crystals and herbs and other little magical trinkets, you know, wands and whatnot. For the longest time, I just used two fingers to point when I wanted to draw a magical circle or create a welcome invocation invocation for one of the elements. You don't need these things because all the magic lives in you. You know, for me, there's the four elements. The air is our breath. Fire is our, is our digestive fire, our energy there. And the blood is our, the water is our blood. Our body is the earth. We live, all the elements live in us. The magic is already within. It's just a matter matter of uh, believing you can do it. Believing that though, that when something, when a feather floats down, it really is a message for you to light up, light up. Or if you're ever, you know, if you ever have your earrings, choose you, you know, you're looking maybe all your jewelry and you're like, oh, the amethyst, I need to wear the amethyst for some reason today. Well, was that you reaching out to the amethyst or is that the amethyst reaching out to you? Because the crystals, the herbs, they mm-hmm. all they all have a, a consciousness. And for humans to be more connected to our impact and the other alive beings, it only benefits everybody, you know, from the pine tree. I feel like I need to dig into the history of witches a little bit. <laughs> so explain to me um, where where things kind of went south for witches, and and what what happened that people that witches got such kind of like a bad rap or a bad a bad name that they were right. You well, know, I believe stirring a cauldron with a black right, with, hat a, with a, a negative intention, right? So, um, yes, I believe I, you know, I know there's, there's, there's witchy historians who will tell you the exact date, you know, that this happened and this conference happened and this thing happened. Um, but it's really the onset of Western medicine is one of, or just medicine in general and having to go to doctors versus the village midwife. 
you know, that we would call them a witch as a way of ostracizing them because they had power. Everybody else felt powerless. And they were welcoming in centuries ago the power that we're still struggling with on, of taking hold of, right? But there's more of us now who know that food is medicine, that everything we put in our body has the potential to help or hurt us. And that we really can communicate with our grandparents is usually the easier one to speak with our grandparents who have crossed over to the other side, you know, and look at a picture of them and say, what would you do in this instance or whatever it is? It's, there's so many ways where this magic is unfolded into our lives. We just don't see it. So I believe that's one of, that's one of the ways. And it wasn't always a, um, like, for example, the Salem witch trials, it wasn't always midwives, even though that was like some of the beginning thoughts that it was midwives that they were mostly going after, but it was just any woman who said she had power. It was, it comes down to when the shift left from matriarchy to patriarchy, when, when women started to be, you know, their menses was like being cursed. I was always told our menses is when we're in our most powerful time. So maybe the reason that we're being cranky is because we can't step into our power. Yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's because I'm going to finally get some (laughs) stuff done, you know, right now. And I feel that really claiming our bodies as powerful and not evil. That was really important as well, because you put the witch and the, and the, and the woman together in that way. And that's how both got demonized. You know, for example, the devil, they always, you know, one of the things they like to say is that the witches consort with devils. First of all, we don't even believe in a devil. So it's kind of hard to consort with someone you don't believe in. So that's the first thing. So when you're talking about being a witch, are you talking about like a religion? Wicca is a religion. Is there? Wicca is a version, is, but right. witchcraft is a lifestyle. And because you are, you are, you're Got always it. your okay. own best teacher. Okay. So for example, if you wanted to create an altar for the East, you know, and you felt that you wanted to decorate it with light blue because it reminded you of the sky and the more like that, that's what matters. Some people decide there is like specific colors or tools or ideas that go with each direction, but you might decide to do something different. Other witch, some witches have um, altars for different gods and goddesses from around the world. Others don't. So, so that's why witchcraft isn't, isn't like that specific. Whereas Wicca has tenets and there's ideas and whatnot. Witchcraft has remained kind of more the wild child. You know, there's, there's not a box you can put around the witch because it's just a woman who's, or person doesn't have to be a woman who claims that they have that wisdom within them, or they're seeking to bring out more of their wisdom by aligning with nature. That's it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Got it. So it's the alignment with nature, really. Yes. And, and, and it's Maybe alignment so with nature. Much. That. Yeah. <laughs> And your own mind, because, you know, there are definitely city witches who aren't out in nature all okay. the time. You know what I mean? One of my favorite. I mean, I wish. Yeah. I could, one of my I... favorite witches uh, lives down in Long Beach and she hardly ever leaves her house. And she goes, oh, I'll tell her I was backpacking and something. And she'll be like, oh, did you get nature on you? I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and so we joke about it. So you're still working with the elements, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to be outside. But we're also earth activists and water activists because we look at these elements as major energy that we work with all the time. You know, air, intelligent beginnings, fire, our passion, our play, our purpose, water, our relationships, our feelings, our emotions, and, and the, our, the earth, the north, our ancestors. We, we, we work with all of this energy, whether we're in the woods or in our apartments. So you define magic as sort of this awe-inspiring experience. Correct. That unfolds when we pay attention in, in a profound way, when we shift our attention to just seeing sort of the miracles that happen. Exactly. And, and the serendipity and that that's the universe responding to you. Because if we, that's the other aspect is mm -hmm. this idea of animism, that everything is alive. So that, that and that is not just in witchcraft. That's an anthroposophy. Anthro, ooh, um, that's such a hard word to always say. <laughs> Rudolf Steiner, who invented uh, the Waldorf schools. I'm not <laughs> even going to try. <laughs> he did. Uh, he created the uh, Waldorf school system, and they believe in animism. That's why the children play with silks because of the silkworms or wooden blocks because they are the pedagogy is that the children are connecting to the trees. spirit of the trees. Exactly. And so that it's that same kind mm -hmm. of thing that when you're thinking of somebody and then they call you or the song comes on the radio or the billboard that you see that this is all the universe conspiring on your behalf. And that's another aspect. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about what you said earlier about this notion that when I asked you when things shifted and you said when Western medicine became kind of more prominent and, I'm and centralized. And I mean, centralized, like I don't, that. you know, also like okay. that was really important that the power left the people and went into okay. centralized hands. Got it. Okay. And, and if you look at the history of medical schools in the United States, it's actually oh. quite fascinating, but I'll, I'll leave that for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Not mine at all. Um, but when I think about, because I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and this is going to kind of be a little bit of a shift, but I know you talk about ritual herbalism in your, in your book. When I think about where we are again, sort of certainly in the field of psychology, the shift that's happening where there's a, sh a real shift towards plant mm -hmm. medicine, but plant medicines are becoming um, 
I guess, centralized mm-hmm. again, right? Like they're they're being um, synthetic synthesized because they need to be controlled because in order to study them, you might, you need to control them. And, and, and just how all of this then impacts the consciousness of what we're trying to achieve, which it sounds like for witches is ultimately on some level to help. Well, at least that's my ask. That's my approach for me, ritual, magic, spellcrafting, ritual herbalism. All of this has been about healing me. You know, my very, that, that Mm. to me is, you know, when you're going through grief, for example, there's sometimes rituals that we can do to let a person go that the somatic experience helps us process. Just like a lot of us learn by doing the rituals are the same thing. And whether that's, you know, processing a difficult emotion or welcoming in something that you're looking forward to having. And that's why regarding the plant medicine, I buy directly from farmers, just like you can buy, you know, tomatoes from a farmer or strawberries from a farmer. You can do the same thing with crystals and herbs. You can buy them farm direct. My my cousin runs one of the largest mom and pop organic, regenerative, sustainable herb farms in the country, um, Oshala Farm. And so I order my farms directly from her, my herbs directly from her, and then I'll grow the ones that I use the most of because you're having a relationship with a conscious, a conscious being. And when people kind of go, oh, really? Is the lavender or the nettles or the dandelion really alive? Well, do you talk to your houseplants? Have you seen when you go talk to your tomatoes, how they plump up? how they respond to your affection and your attention and the energetic language. We all speak the energetic language. We think we don't, but you walk into a room and you can tell if there's been an argument, you can feel it and you can feel it if it's a happy room. So you can, we can read energy. We just don't, we just don't give ourselves the credit for it, you know? And so, and so you think, well, I can't, I can't talk to my lavender. That's just weird. It's like, but you were talking to your tomato, you're talking to the inside plant. Why not? You know, or if you're taking that lavender essential oil to take a moment to see it growing, reaching for the sun, it's beautiful purple flowers. This is the plant energy. This is the ally that you are working with to heal your body and to bring yourself back to wholeness, because that's basically what healing is. Is just coming back to wholeness. And so the plant medicines are so lovely. <laughs> can you speak um can you speak a little bit more to some of the other, I guess, rituals that you practice or that witches in general okay. practice? So it's usually the the one of the things that is really becoming popular now is celebrating the new and the full moon. So one of the practices that yeah. Oh yeah. There's a ceremony ever on every corner these days. It feels it's like. so funny because like, it's going to be like the next yoga, yoga studio. Like there's going to be like new moon, full moon studios popping I up know. left and I right. Know. I so like. that's one of the first ones, right? Because it's, it's there. And then what you can do is you say, Oh, the new moon is rising in this astrological sign. And it means this. You know, because we just had a new moon in Virgo, for example, and Virgo is about organization and analyzing and getting things done. So, I mean, I know a lot of people who cleaned their houses last weekend. 
you know, <laughs> because you're just feeling that energy. And to me, that energy is like stepping into a river that already has a current going one way. You can go up river and fight it, mm, okay. or you could flow with that energy, which is the new moon or the full moon. So that's definitely one putting out water. What's the diff? Is there a difference between a new moon and a full moon? The new moon is where we don't see it. So it's between the moon is actually between us and the sun. So we don't see its reflection. So when it's on the, uh, when it spins around us and it's Got on it. the other side, that's when we see the full moon. So the new moon experience is like, um, beginnings, fresh slate, you know, what a uh, fresh slate, <laughs> I meant like a, um, you know, a clean slate, a, 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 you know, that kind of a thing. What do you mm -hmm. want to grow a fresh, fresh start? start. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. What do you want to grow? What are mm -hmm. you, what's your deepest, quietest kind of like from their inner heart, the dark part of yourselves that maybe you don't acknowledge often enough, something that where you need that energy. And then the full moon is really about the expression, the full expression of who you are. And really, again, like almost like summertime where you're blooming into that fullest expression. And the moon is a very intimate, um, it, 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 just like with the, with the, um, earth, it pulls on the tides, it pulls on our emotions, it pulls on our energy too. So, so that's one of the easier ways, um, I think to tap into a witchcraft practice is just by noticing the new and the full moon. And if you feel any different and just see if it, like, it's subtle differences, it's not going to be, you know, hitting, getting hit by a cosmic two by four. It's, it's the subtleties, it's the nuances, it's the relationships. And then, you know, maybe having a seasonal altar, an altar where you take a walk and you collect the fall items or the winter items or the summer and the spring and recognizing that what these seasons represent, because this again is that collective consciousness is already moving in a certain direction. What would happen if you tapped into it? What would happen if you went with that flow of nature? And how does your life maybe become a lot more magical, but also a little, maybe even some more meaning to some things, you know, when you really tap into those connections and you see them for what they are versus like, eh, it was nothing. You know, <laughs> my best friend showed up when I was crying on the floor, but it meant nothing. There's no magic in that. Like, you know, of course there is, you know, the books that. So we sort of dismiss those meaningful coincidences as just Correct. coincidences and we don't notice the synchronicity and the magic. Yeah. And I feel like the more we look for that, the more you'll find it. Just like the more you, if you look for happy people, you'll find happy people. If you, if you think the world is full of, full of a-holes, you're going to find a whole bunch of a-holes, you know, <laughs> but if, but if you look for the magic. Right, right. And then, and then you talk about like law of attraction in that way. And I, and, and you attract that, but I feel like it's always a two way street, you know, it's not like we just attract it. Or if you were able to get a, a killer parking spot, you, you don't come back and go, Oh, I manifested that. It's like the universe conspired with you. You're working in conjunction with the universe. So you are never alone as a witch because you know, you are completely and always surrounded by energy that is, and that's the other thing. It's a benevolent energy. It's not an energy that's out to get you. It's an energy that is conspiring in your favor. And that's really important. I think. 
Okay, so we have like the moon ceremonies and also these seasonal altars. And it sounds like one of the things you also talk about in your book is these mm-hmm. circles. Can you explain the circles a little bit for me? Circles, magical circles are when a collection of magic makers, witches, Wiccans, people who believe that they can create energy, um, and build energy and and send it for a specific purpose, we'll get together for either the the pagan sabbats, which are the eight holidays throughout the year, or typically when we when we gather together, um, and sometimes a full or a new moon. So you're getting together quite often. And it's essentially the idea that you stand in a circle and you create a sacred space so that where you are standing you hold that energy as the boundary. The circle is the boundary. And you imagine this cone of power. So maybe I usually tell people to envision a star above you that you might see that power, that energy going up to, and then it becomes like this, almost like drapes around it, like, like this special space within wherever you are that it's basically focused work. So you welcome in the four directions. You might welcome in the mother earth and father sky and your own individual spirit. And then with that focus intent, however many people are in your group are intending on focusing on one thing. So for example, if we did that for the autumn equinox, that would be, this is about balance and this is about letting go. And this is like what, so holding this space together, there's just more energy. Just, just like there's more energy in a band singing versus a single person, more energy in a collection of candles versus a single light. You know, when you go to church, you can feel the power of even watching someone get married. There's a difference between you know, a hundred people watching and two people watching. So all that collective focus is what happens in a circle. So everybody's energy is benefiting everybody else's together. It's stronger. And yet we can all take from it in a way that doesn't deplete it. Just like lighting another candle doesn't take the light out. It just has it grow. So that's, that's why magical circles happen because of that power that we are stronger together. Three sticks can't be easily broken as, as one can, you know, in the same way. So it's the same thing that happens with with circle. And then after you do this welcoming and this visualization of this protection, then you do what's called the work, which is this focus of what does it mean to let go? So sometimes a bull burning ceremony is another really big thing right now, right? So you would write down what you're willing to let go. A bull burning ceremony. Oh, Mm -hmm. a bull burning. So you write down what you want to be rid of and you toss it, you know, into a fire. What we used to do um, is we would do that into like a like a bowl that was more that was fireproof and take those ashes and feed those to a rose bush. So that you have this continuity, Mm. you know, that things keep uh, helping each other. Those roses love ashes. And if you giving up this, this is what I want to be released from. Mm. I want to be free from this. And I'm going to take the result of that. And you turn it into something beautiful. And 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 then you get to see that, that, that. Albeit a bit bit thorny. thorny, But that's just a protection. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the other thing is there's protective, um, 
there's protective meditations, guided meditations that witches often will do as well. One of the um, more popular ones is a tree of life meditation where you see yourself. It begins a lot of people where hmm. you begin standing as a, as a trunk of a tree and you, and you root down into mother earth and you bring that energy up and up through your body, through the top of your head and back out down again, like branches coming back down to the ground, like a big Oak tree or a willow tree. And then that regenerative energy, that's always available to us. We get stuck in this separateness thinking that we are disconnected either by being a victim or a hero from the, from the major group mm -hmm. of everybody, but we are all connected right. and that energy is always there for us. So that's another one. How do you use, um, cause I know your mentor has crossed over, has died. Um, how do you in this work see, loved ones, ancestors who've passed as part of, of the work. Well, I feel like she definitely co-wrote it with me, you know, where I'd have her picture up and I get stuck in a moment. Like, how do I make these two connect? Does this really work? And choosing from her collection that I received at the beginning of the pandemic, I received 23 pounds of her um, teaching materials and her studies. And so choosing which of those um, spells, rituals, plays, whatever would be included in the book and seamlessly work with our, um, my visits with her each time. So I feel that I have an ancestor altar up all the time so that I can talk to my best friend who crossed over. I can talk to my mentor, my, my father, my, all these different people who are on the other side cheering and rooting for me. You know, I feel that it's, it's kind of to me, especially being Mexican, you know, you have that like Coco, you know, where you, where you put up the picture on the altar to keep them alive. Oh, I love right? that movie. So to me, that's my life because my mm -hmm. mom's mom died the month before I was born. So I've known grief since while in the utero, you know, I've, I've learned how to live with people who live on the other side and just really see that as a small, as a thin veil and have conversations. So for my grandmother, for example, one of the ways that I connect with her is that I, I have her favorite perfume. She used to wear white shoulders perfume. So whenever I need her, I'll spray the white shoulders perfume. And whenever she needs me, I've asked her to send me the scent of native California chaparral or the scent of old photographs. You know, that specific scent when you have the old photograph smell, because that's how only way I knew her. So I said, if you have a message for me, send me this scent and I'll pay attention. And when I need your comfort, I'm going to spray this perfume that was yours. And hopefully, because, and the reason I work with scent is because our sense of smell is connected to our memory and connected to our, like the older part of our brain. Right. And so right. to me, it just, it makes sense to, to work with that particular mm -hmm. scent <laughs> and sensibility. Right. Um, because it is memory because it does go back so far. And so there are, there are so many different ways to stay connected to our ancestors and an ancestor altar is one where you can see pictures of them or like my father who was gone. I have, he loved Coca-Cola. So I have a Coca-Cola bottle up on my altar with the little tag that came with his, um, when he was cremated that has a little, you know, the little tag on that. And so there's, there's symbols, you know, we, we give symbols meaning. So one of my favorite examples of that is in It's a Wonderful Life, 
where there's a housewarming and she says this salt so you always know flavor this bread so you'll never know hunger this wine so you'll always know joy and prosperity well that's a spell we don't call it that but that there's there's no that's no different because all those things represent something that you are blessing somebody with and 3 is a magical number so is that what yeah. a spell is it's just a blessing it depends a spell is to speak your word so when you when you spell okay. something you're spelling out to the universe what you want so it doesn't have to be a blessing. Maybe you don't, but I believe in the threefold law that whatever you do comes back to you three times on whatever level, maybe three different times, maybe mind, body, spirit, you know, whatever. So I don't send out negative energy that I don't want to get back, you know, and, and that's the truth for anybody, you know, it doesn't matter what your religion is. Right. <laughs> right. And like when someone asked me one time, um, I, my second book was called the teen spell book. And someone asked, well, are you, does this mean my daughter's going to cast spells on me? And I, my question was, do you deserve it? Like, I don't know. What's your relationship with your daughter? You know, because a spell book doesn't change it. She could be cast casting spells. Already. On you. Already. She, all that is, is sending <laughs> you negative energy. Teenagers send negative energy. They just, right, right. we just do because there's a lot going right. on in our bodies and a lot that's happening and we're scared and confused and we need allies as we're making that transition. And that's what that book was. That first book was about. I went through my teen diaries and let go of everything that I, I wrote visualizations and meditations and spells and rituals to be released of things that I was still carrying on. You know, when it happened, I was in my late twenties and I just didn't want to go through the rest of my life still not trusting girlfriends because I had crappy ones in high school or something. <laughs> like that's not something you want to keep going on with. And if you do a ritual where you let it go, your body is like, oh, we're done with this. And it and it and your mind can get to go, oh, okay. I can I, I can attract something different this time. Well Jamie, this was fascinating. You dispelled <laughs> So many, I think, I, I hope so many beliefs that people have about really the word witch, the association to it. And I think shifted certainly how I think about this, but also how we as a society are kind of saying that we are spiritual, but we're witches. Yeah. And it's, Lots, lots of witches, of witches out, out there. there. I know a you lot, know of, a witches. lot of That's what I'm saying. When you're like, I've never had a witch. I'm like, hmm, maybe they just didn't call themselves that because it's, it's too hard of a word to claim just, and you know, I, I, and I'll say it. It's just like when people came out of, you know, the closet about being gay, you, a lot of people stay in the broom closet, afraid to tell people what they are afraid that they'll be judged at work or their kids will be judged or, you know, they can, I had a friend who was a Brownie um, troop leader until her community found out she was a witch. So there's a lot of propaganda, a lot of problems still. I've had books banned. I mean, it's not easy. It's not an easy life if you're going to be a public right. witch. I'm, I'm sure there will be plenty of people who comment on this post <laughs> about it. You're like, <laughs> but Jamie, yeah, whatever is what it is. Um, Jamie, if people are interested in hearing more about your work, your new book, which I don't have a hard copy of, usually I like to show that, but I did get a PDF of it. There it is. <laughs> there it is. A box yes. of magic. Um, 
tell tell everybody where they can find more about you, okay. your work. Thank everything. you. Um, my name is Jamie Della, J-A-M-I-E-D-E-L-L-A dot com. You can find me there. You can find me, Jamie Della Writes, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I have a newsletter that goes out on the new and the full moon. And as you mentioned, I have a new book coming out, A Box of Magic, A Guided Journey to Crafting a Magical Life Through Witchcraft, Ritual, Herbalism, and Spellcrafting. And this book includes memoir, which I think is really good for people who are just getting used to this idea of, of witches around us, you know, hearing the stories of someone at the time when I met my mentor, I had two books already published. And yet I needed to know how to apply the magic to my everyday life, to anxiety, to getting your kids in a high, in a, the right kindergarten or whatever it was that I needed to work on at that time and really learning how to apply magic and ritual in a way that makes your life more fulfilling and definitely more magical. So thanks so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.